0: Thank you for tuning in to the Hashtag Rooted and Established podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Jan Michibi as she shared her reasons for pursuing the Miss Uganda crown in 2017. We discussed some very sensitive topics in this episode, including knife crime in the UK and child sacrifice in Uganda. So please do listen with caution. Yo what's good people it's your boy TSK and welcome to the hashtag Rooted and Established podcast where we are having conversations with people who are pursuing their goals leaving behind memorable legacies. I hope that after listening you're inspired, encouraged and motivated to keep making the most out of what you have. Let's get it! Because if you look inside your heart you'll find that you're made of love and you'll see that's why you're so special. I'm I'm here with Jan Muchibi. She is a very, very special guest that we have with us today. Uh, Jan is a former pageant queen. She (laughs) was Miss Uganda UK 2017-18. She's currently a medical student and she's an individual that is enthusiastic about empowering others with a focus and vision to improve healthcare in her motherland, which is Uganda, the pearl of Africa. Ooh. All of that is straight off LinkedIn. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> In case say. you're wondering, I was where I got say all that sounds information familiar. <laughs> straight off LinkedIn. It's a it's a
1: form of research, so I will give it to you. No, I'll it is. It is. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: trying to do my bit. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear
0: you. So Jan, how are you? First of all,
1: I'm okay. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm
0: all good. I'm all good. I mm. hope the pandemic hasn't been taking this toll on you too tough.
1: No. I Do you know what? Um, to be honest, I think I can definitely count myself blessed because I haven't been as affected by the pandemic negatively, really, as I think a lot of people worldwide have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not much has really changed for me in terms of, like, um, I'm a student, so I haven't lost my job in any way. I'm still on my yeah, course, no, course. Yeah, no, yeah, for real. Um, it's for real. just getting through, you know, the online lectures um Mm -hmm. and yeah now i'm back in hospitals which is kind of scary because actually they've put me on a COVID ward so guys pray for me (laughs) wow yeah
0: (laughs) and what's what's like are you do you feel protected no do you feel safe
1: no (laughs) do you know why i I say that that. no yeah yeah. it's not funny but to be (laughs) fair it's a lot but like all they give us in terms of protection is you know this this small blue mask that everybody walks around wearing in the street
0: yeah wait that, I, wait. I just find that a bit mad you know because you're still a student and, and they were just like what we're going to put you on a COVID ward
1: the thing with COVID so they, they had placed us on this ward um, and then the hospital like as soon as we were placed on the ward because we they'd started getting more COVID cases they just decided mm. to turn that particular ward into a COVID ward do you know what I mean so okay. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. a, it was a random thing so we've just ended up being on the COVID ward and, and like here we are they do say that students shouldn't come into contact with the COVID patients like directly because the, they're, okay. they're put into like side rooms but essentially there's people coming in and out of those rooms and there's been like outbreaks happening like all around the hospital so like there's moments of time where you don't know whether a patient is positive or not because like mm. they could have tested negative yesterday but then like you know the next day they're positive and you come into contact with them and you just don't know and it's just a lot yeah
0: <laughs> No. yeah that is well, i definitely keep praying for you, because...
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's crazy, I can't lie. I know, but thank honest, God you're
1: safe. Yeah, we're all at risk. You just got to stay safe. Just got <clears> to... <throat>
0: yeah.
1: Social distance, guys. Make sure
0: you're yeah. staying safe. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Cool, cool. All right, so we're just going to get straight into it. Um, so what was your upbringing like growing up? Because obviously, well, for me anyway... From the outside looking in, mm. like I see, like your most notable for achievement is being Miss Uganda UK. Yeah. So, did you did you grow up in England or Uganda or?
1: Yeah. So I was born in Saint George's Hospital in Tooting. Don't know if you know where that. Oh, is. Okay. But yeah, South London. Um, so I was yeah, born yeah. here, essentially. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born okay. in Uganda. Um, but yeah. I think a lot of people just assume that I was born there because of just how um I don't know, how connected I am, like, with the culture and how um mm. much I speak the language and whatnot. But I really just put that down to my parents. Like, to be honest, growing up, even though I was brought up in London as soon as mm. I walked into like the house when I was younger, I was never allowed to speak English. So like I learned I learned.
0: Oh, yeah, I learned okay. Uganda
1: by force.
0: <laughs> okay, by force.
1: Yeah, I mean at the time it was tedious, but looking back at it, I'm quite grateful because it's a skill in itself to be bilingual. So
0: definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, like being Ugandan myself, I know that so I can understand the language. Mm. Like I can understand it fluently if that's a if that's a thing. Yeah. So like if someone was having a conversation. Like, I'd be able to understand, like, 80 to 90% of what's being said. Okay. But if you ask me to speak it...
1: Oh, it's, it's a sticky it's, one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a sticky one still. I can't, Fair like, enough. Yeah. But, but I've never understood that. You see, like, if you can understand a language, like, you know what the words sound like. So, like, what's... Why can't you just, you know, go from... Do
0: you know Do you what? Know, because it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's just a thing of practice. Like,
1: okay.
0: I'm, I am it's so hard
1: like yeah i
0: okay. i um i think i don't because i think there's been times when like say like i've tried to genuinely like speak it and become more proficient in like the way i speak luganda mm. but then i don't know like i, I feel like I've, i'm very insecure with it and really? i'm also yeah as in just with, like you know, like when you speak Uganda, it's like say like an auntie or uncle, and like they laugh Oh, or, or that's something. The like, I don't worst. know, like do, do you know really what worse. I mean? But yeah. like I know that sort of stuff shouldn't put you off, but no, but it really does. For me, it's like it does, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know why. It's it's a very big, like insecurity mm. of mine. I think it's because it's like I am of Ugandan heritage. And so part of me is like, oh, I should be able to speak the language. Yeah, but to be honest, like,
1: the only way you will be able to speak it fluently is by practicing. So, yeah, yeah, I get really annoyed when, when, like, when you're trying to learn a new language, like, of course, you're not going to get everything right the first time. It's Mm -hmm. just about, like, getting it wrong and then someone correcting you rather than laughing at you. If people just laugh at you instead of correcting you, like, there's no way you're going to get better. So it's just, Mm. like, a negative cycle. But... (sighs) Oh, okay. If yeah. you're trying to learn it, I would say practice at home, like with your
0: parents. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I haven't had loads of bad experiences where like, okay. I've been publicly humiliated, but I think okay. it's more just like, I just get shy. Like and yeah. I, if if I get something wrong, it's just like, oh, I, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> no, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. Okay so, okay, so that's really, that's really cool to know that you grew up here. Um, so obviously with you, with your parents, like what, in your words, forcing you to speak, um luganda Mm. would you say that you you've always been proud to be ugandan like from an early age Mm.
1: interesting question you know it's never something i've really shied away from but Mm. um (laughs) you know like growing up it was there was a lot less Ugandans around. I don't know how or why. I feel like it's now yeah. in the more recent years, I guess through, like, developments of social media, like, you just get to mm. know and connect with more Ugandans. And because mm. we have that community going, there's that sense of pride and because, you know, we've all got each other. We can rep and what, what, mm-hmm. whatnot. what not. Um, mm-hmm. But like growing up, the the climate was just kind of different. Like if you weren't Nigerian and if you weren't Jamaican, yeah. like <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, a black yeah, yeah. kid, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you just kind of keep your mouth shut, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, literally. As in, it was actually yeah. I've got st- I've got countless stories in school. Mm. This is this is a really bad one, yeah. Mm. So like in ICT,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> um, like people used to put up um, so like one of my boys is just like, oh yeah, like, I'm from Barbados. And then some, someone would Google Barbados and it's like beaches. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm from Uganda. And then you Google <gasps> Uganda. <laughs> oh no, I
1: can imagine.
0: And you can always imagine like a bunch, cause I went to a boys school as well. So yeah. like a bunch of year sevens and then I'm just there. And it's just a bit mad to so like, I know. For, for, for me, <laughs> yeah. Growing up being Ugandan was a bit, it was a bit rough, I can't lie. Mm,
1: mm. But you know, we've all had to go through it and here we are and I think the more you grow, the more of a sense of appreciation you get for like your mm. your culture anyway and, and where definitely, you're from. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah.
0: So from like being able to speak the language, like when would you say you've always been fluent or do you remember a time where like, do you remember what learning it was like?
1: Yeah, kind of. Um, So to be honest, I'm not perfect. Do you know what I mean? There's still mistakes yeah. I make when I'm speaking. Mm. Um, but in terms of, like, learning it word for word, I do remember t- around the age of, like, seven or eight, where, um, actually, even before that, so my-, my parents would make me read, like, books in Luganda. You know, like, bedtime stories? Like, some of them would be yeah. in Luganda. Mm. So, like, learning the mm-hmm. sounds. Um, mm. And then just, like, yeah, just, like, stories, Luganda stories. Mm. Um yeah. Mm, yeah and to be honest you know when you said the thing about like when you make a mistake and you speak so I used to do that a lot when I was younger like make mistakes in my speaking but what mm. what um, sort of like helped me to get better was that my parents would always just correct me t- and that's why yeah. yeah yeah I think that's the best sort of environment to sort of learn a language in where the people around you
0: Mm-mm. are supportive that's,
1: that's... yeah
0: yeah yeah definitely and would you say through being able to speak the language, like, that's made you feel more connected to the country?
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm. But to be honest, I don't know if I could say it makes me feel, like, more of an outsider because, like, when I go there, like, people just don't expect me to speak it. So then when I come out and speak mm-hmm. in it, like, it's... it's They make such a big deal out of it, do you know what I mean? But it's, like, why... Mm. I. I'm Ugandan, like this shouldn't be a crazy phenomenon. Do you know what I mean? Like, can we just relax yeah. and act like this is normal? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: essentially. Nah,
0: uh, that's really that's really cool. I think for me, like, I've I found myself like in this weird middle ground in terms of my identity, like my Ugandan identity really? and my British identity. Oh no, yeah, and yeah, yeah. As in, like, would you say, so, would you say, like, you're fully Ugandan?
1: <clears throat> well, <laughs> if we did a DNA test, yes. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah, fully yeah, yeah. Ugandan. But if we mm-hmm. talk about now in terms of uh, nurture, so, you know, my, I don't know, like, the way I've been brought up. I mm. would say it is a bit of both because as much as you do have the cultural upbringing from your home um mm. the interactions you have outside the house like on the street at school um friends who are not necessarily Ugandan they do shape who you are so I mm-hmm. would say yeah. I would say I'm more Ugandan yes but I can't yeah. deny the British side of my Mannerisms and
0: mm, mm. Pers- perspectives of the world and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I, I I've asked loads of questions just about like like, like speaking yeah, Uganda and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's because um be, being a uh, diasporan, if that's if that's the cor- if that's a word, mm. that's the correct word. Mm. Um, it's like, and I spoke. I've had conversations with a lot of people, whether they're Ugandan or Nigerian or Ghanaian or whatever. um just about like how connected they feel to like their homeland, and yeah. like for some people, it's a it's a real like sort of dilemma because
1: yeah.
0: they'll go like they'll be with family, and like people will get like hammered um, because they can't speak the language, or they they act too British, if, if mm. for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, mm, and yeah. for some people, it's like it's like a real, real big thing. Um, so I guess with you and like what you've done so far, um, I guess I'm just quite interested to <laughs> hear about your con- connection to Uganda and
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So for, were you gonna say something?
1: You know, I was just gonna say I definitely feel like I'm really connected, and a lot of that just has to do mm. with my parents and early upbringing.
0: Yeah. No, that's re- that's really really cool. Yeah. So when would you say was like the light bulb moment for you? When you decided you wanted to become michigan the u k
1: <laughs> light bulb moment, you're funny um wow, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a light bulb moment um it was more of like a gradual process um mm-hmm. so like in my teenage years, essentially, like I would always get people who'd be like to me, oh like you should you should go for michigan u k or like if the if the topic ever came up in conversation, just you know randomly and then i Mm. think one one night sporadically i just decided i'd go and watch the pageant you know um okay this was 2016. so had
0: you known anyone that had done it before before. like yeah
1: yeah uh i had a cousin who had done it uh a few years before so like in 2012 but i was really young then well i wasn't really young yeah 13 14 so like still not of the age to be able to like put myself forward so Yeah.
0: What's the youngest age?
1: 17. You have to be 17.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so 2016 now, I go and I watch the pageant. Like, I didn't really Mm -hmm. go with any purpose. I just went just for, you know, for a night out kind of thing with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I was watching it, I was just mesmerized and inspired by, like, everything they were doing on stage, like, all their speeches Mm -hmm. and performances and just... Mm -hmm yeah and the work that the pageant was doing i was like oh my gosh i can see myself here like and Mm, it was mm. literally i you know when you'd like have a vision in your head and when Mm -hmm. they were crowning the queen i was like that's gonna be me next year and then (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) gotta manifest it You've got a manifest. Yeah, like, That's yeah, no yeah, yeah. But to be honest, that was mm-hmm. like a thought in the back of my head, um and then like following on from that, a couple months later, I told my parents that I was thinking of running for this pageant, and straight mm-hmm. up, I just got no, you're not doing that, and I was like, okay, because oh. okay. these yeah, these times I was like eighteen, so and yeah. my parents were like, no, you're not doing that, because they had like this whole like negative like misconception about pageants and they just couldn't really see like what benefit it was going to add to my life do you know what i mean and they just thought it was going to derail me from the things i was working towards because at the time i mm. i wasn't studying medicine yet i was still trying to get into med school so then they yeah, were like yeah. you need to think about your future this is just going to get you mm-hmm. off track and of course going to distract you and i was like okay if you guys think like that that's okay so then Mm -hmm. I went back and I thought about it but then one time I was praying and I clearly heard Mm -hmm. God saying to me that I should go and apply so me being a woman of faith I went and I followed Mm -hmm. God's instruction and I applied Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah so that was sort of like the journey and process into how I ended up um, running for it what okay. made me join? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's really interesting because, like, I think from my own male ignorant perspective, mm. um, I think like in the moment I probably would have sided um, with your parents yeah, in the sense that, I can
1: see that. my own
0: my <laughs> own perception of pageants. Even now, to be honest, like, mm. um, it's like with like. Um, just like the, the rise of like social media and the way women are presented yeah, um,
1: yeah
0: like mental health is like a real challenge for like a lot of young girls, and yeah. um you get girls that feel like insecure about their bodies because it's mm. not like how the women and models and like billboards and stuff look, and for me, like I've always thought like pageants just embody like all of that and like bring all and of that together
1: perpetuate it
0: yeah I know yeah, 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 so um. Not that, as in, not that I'd say they. Well, I'd, I not that I say they're a bad thing, like in and of themselves. But I would, I would just kind of, yeah, I think I would have sided similarly with your parents. So yeah. like, when you, when they were saying these things, what? Because obviously you knew what it is that the opportunities that could have come from it. Like, what is it that you saw from doing it? Like, what opportunities did you think it could have given you?
1: Um, So what I saw from it is that when Miss Uganda UK in particular, they're big on charity, they're big on giving back, they're big on tackling problems um, that Ugandans face, whether that's here in the UK or in Uganda. And it's a platform within itself um, in order to be an advocate for, you know, these issues. So that's what I saw Mm -hmm. it for. So I wanted to do Mm -hmm. something that was outside of myself, something to help my people essentially Mm -hmm. and I was like this is an amazing way in order to get a platform and to gain a voice that people are going to listen to and actually pay attention and raise awareness to these problems or issues that we're facing Mm. essentially Mm. yeah so that's that's what was kind of driving me towards it
0: yeah and were there any sort of I guess with the perceptions that people have towards pageants, Mm. um, were there any sort of concerns that you had, like despite obviously the opportunities that you saw from it, like were there any concerns that you had going into it
1: Uh, or worries or doubts or whatever? I guess my main worry was that I might not win and then I'd just, you know. (laughs) Wow.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So you I wouldn't say you were
0: concerned about like what others would think or
1: maybe about yourself
0: or what was expected of you?
1: What they might think about me running?
0: Um, well, because I'm thinking like it's a beauty pageant, so like yeah. you're going up there and then you've got people judging you. Yeah. So like was that was that not daunting, like, in and of itself yeah. for you?
1: It was. <laughs> it was. Okay. But, yeah, but yeah. the to be honest the Miss Uganda UK team like when you go for rehearsals and stuff they're so good Mm. at like preparing you for it and um, helping you to understand what exactly the judges are looking for because at the end of the day it's not about anyone else but those four judges that are sitting in front of the stage Mm. who are going to decide who's going to win so um Mm. yeah they just tell you about the characteristics that you need to embody first of all you need to be yourself because like if you go up on stage and like you're faking you're trying to be someone else or someone that you're not like they will see through that um Mm. Mm. so yeah so you need to have confidence you need to be authentic you need to have a sense of elegance in your walk in Mm. the way you speak you need to be eloquent. All these things, so I, what I did was just worked on nailing each and every one of these characteristics. I was like, they will see my confidence, they will see my elegance, they will see. Mm. So yeah, in, in that sense, um I just knew what I had to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mm. knew what I had to
0: do, yeah. So was your preparation mm. just like in those spaces or was there anything you were doing like at home? Yeah. Um
1: um okay so once you've like applied you have like an induction meeting and they sort mm. of brief you on everything it's going to require of you and it was three months of rehearsals every sunday we'd go in for okay. two hours yeah yes yeah. yeah, Wow, that's 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 <laughs> been quite a long time i know yeah. it takes dedication listen it takes commitment and there are a lot of girls that drop off along the way because they just can't I'd imagine with it. it's a lot it's yeah a lot. yeah yeah um, so, yeah, by the time you get to the actual day, the team are so proud of you because you've showed, like, next level dedication and commitment, sticking with it for mm. three months. Yeah.
0: And mm. then aside
1: mm. from that, because it is only two hours in a week, by the time the next week rolls by, you may have forgotten what happened last week. So, you need mm. to go home, mm. you need to practice, you need to learn how to walk in high heels. If you can't already, okay. yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, yeah. need to... So we have to compose speeches um, mm-hmm. about various things. Um, so you need to go home, make your speeches, practice your speeches, make sure you know them word for word, um, mm-hmm. and also like prepare for the questions that the judges are going to ask you on the day, which I think is mm-hmm. the scariest part of the night because it's like you don't know which question you're going to get and if you fumble yeah. that. You fumbled the bag, so Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of my preparation. Yeah. yeah, A lot of my preparation went in like in the last couple of weeks towards the event. I was like at home like through like literally till like three in the morning I'd be like practising my speeches, practising what I'm gonna say to these judges. Um Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm. And so what was it? that kept you, was there anything in particular that kept you going right up until the end? Because obviously like three months of rehearsals is a really Again long months. time and with people dropping out, like were there ever any moments where you're just like, oh, do I really want to, really, is, 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 is this really worth it?
1: I know it was always worth it, but the only th- fear I sort of had within myself was like, I don't know, because, well, okay, when you go to the rehearsals, like obviously by the time you, um, sign up. It's it's a lot of like very pretty girls, and it's easy to sort of compare yourself with the rest of, of course. them, and of sort course. of be like, oh my gosh, she she walks like this. I don't walk that well, or she talks like this, like. And you, it makes you kind of like doubt yourself as to whether you're good enough to even mm. be there in the first place. So that's what mm. I struggled with mainly, um, mm. but yeah, I just. Held on to the fact that I wasn't there by accident, (laughs) you Mm. know. Um, I was sent on instruction by God, and um, Mm. one quote that stuck with me a lot was, Um, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot sustain you. So, that is, yeah, yeah, that's literally what carried me through those three months to make it to the day, and yeah, just keep giving it my all because I knew there was purpose behind it essentially
0: yeah Mm. and i think that's like i really admire you sharing that as well the fact that like there were moments where you did you didn't feel good enough and you felt insecure by Um. like the looks of the other girls around because someone could easily look at jan and be like oh my gosh she's so confident she's she's got all these amazing things (laughs) like going for her but then there's also yeah like insecurities that she um, deals with and she has to overcome as well
1: no 100% and I'd say if I didn't have people around me as well um mm. who like speaking <laughs> speaking words into me speaking life into me um, and just encouraging mm. me as well um I probably wouldn't have felt as confident as I did but yeah that's why it's important yeah. to have people around you who build you up because they push you and help you reach your purpose <laughs>
0: yeah Mm. were your friends supportive of um what you were doing um like when when you initially said you wanted to become Miss Uganda UK like
1: yeah 100% would... they were more excited than yeah. I was like everyone anyone yeah. who I'd tell they'd be like oh my gosh like they'd just yeah. be so excited for me and I'll be like okay calm down like I haven't won yet and they would come up mm. with this vim they're like no you're definitely gonna win and I'd just be like okay <laughs> can we relax <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so they were really supportive
0: no, that's really good. So obviously, like, so it was three years ago. Now, yeah, well, yeah you, when you say it
1: like that, of course,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, having won, when 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 you went, when you did win, what did you, was it like a, oh, like now what sort of moment, or did you know that was it? Was it like you were onto like the next thing like straight away, and you had things that you knew you wanted to do with it.
1: No, definitely it was a now what moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, um uh in the in rehearsals, they do make you uh what's it called? They make you sort of come up with the causes that you will stand for once you're crowned, if that makes sense. What are you passionate about? Like if you win, what are you actually going to do with the crown? So they do make you like think about it before you even win. So like after I won, I just yeah, had to essentially Put everything I had been talking about in my speeches into action. If that made sense. Okay. Yeah. And what was that? Um. So I had two main causes. The first one was to was for the community here in the UK. And mm. so we had had. Uh. I think we still continue to do have a rise of, um, young. Our boys are basically being taken to knife crime essentially. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to be an advocate for that, to raise awareness that it's actually a thing that's, you know, mm. infiltrating our community and there's something that needs to be done about it. And I, I had uh, an event, a workshop um, mm. where we just came together, spoke about it, uh, talked about the things that um, sort of, I would say add to all the, what's sort of like causing the rise in these numbers like why are more, and yeah. more of our boys being taken and what can we do to sort of prevent it to mm-hmm. you know protect our boys and whatnot? not um, so mm-hmm. yeah there was that then in Uganda I was standing against child sacrifice
0: wow yeah yes,
1: yes and yes, what yes. what
0: was that like
1: oh <laughs> um emotional emotional obviously you know it's it's a sensitive topic it is mm. do, do you know much about it
0: uh, hardly anything to be honest
1: really mm, okay yeah. i can give an explanation i've had to explain it quite a few times so essentially okay, yeah <laughs> um so in uganda children are kidnapped and mm. essentially like they're killed either their heads are cut off or different body parts like their genitals or just i don't know weird things are taken Mm. to witch doctors Mm. because people believe that this is gonna give them wealth it's gonna give them power it's gonna give them a good marriage all sorts of things um Mm. so it's a thing to be honest that's been happening for a very long time and because it's quite embedded in the culture it's Mm it's hard to tackle because yeah it's just been going on for centuries yeah and people sort of ignore it because everyone knows that it happens but it's wrong at the end of the day it's Mm. wrong and it shouldn't be happening so what we did Mm. was we went around to schools to speak to these young children, primary schools, because they are the victims. Um, And just make sensitise them and make them aware that this is what happens. You guys Mm. need to know how to protect yourself. You need to be able to recognise a scenario in which someone might not have good intentions for you, essentially. And... Mm. um, Yeah, what surprised me, though, is when we went to these schools, a lot of the children had stories already of siblings that they had lost, friends that they had lost. Some of them, like, victims themselves, and they had managed to escape. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was was crazy. It was emotional, but... Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, as in, like, props to you, man, because I I really admire that because it's easy to think that... um, Especially like so obviously like knife crime here, mm. that because this is where we live, um, it's in our faces and it's quite prominent. So Yeah. Um I guess it's it's easier for us to feel like there's something that we can do about it. Um mm. but then for example like with everything that you're talking about that's going on in Uganda that has been going on in Uganda. Yeah. Um I admire the fact that you can see that you can use your voice to do something and make a change yeah because you don't live in Uganda you didn't grow mm. up there mm. and obviously you're using your voice to um, like make, make change out there what sort of encouragement would you give <laughs> to someone who may be doubtful about um, how impactful their voice can be
1: how impactful their voice can be to be honest <laughs> Anyone can have an impact, especially like now that we're living a time in a, living in a time of social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, social media is international. I could make a post yeah. here from London, and it could reach people in Uganda. So, it, mm. but to be honest, I do feel like living away from Uganda, we're in an even better position to sort of yeah. be advocates for it because. Yeah people that are living there they're aware of what's going on there but people who are over here for example are not aware do you know what I mean so in terms Mm -hmm. of like raising Mm -hmm. awareness
0: um Mm -hmm.
1: I think we're in a very good position to use our voices to speak on things that are happening back home Mm. yeah and educate people yeah
0: no I think that's really great and would would you do you ever get like overwhelmed with pressure in terms of feeling like there's a lot that you have to do
1: mm, what do you mean in terms of just like life in general
0: in terms of, so being an advocate for all these like great things um, um is there is there pressure that comes with that
1: yes sometimes
0: and how 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 do you how do you feel like you handle it well
1: sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: the only reason I feel like it's pressure, though, is because aside from that, I do have, like, a lot of other things going on.
0: <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so the main challenge for me is just balancing everything, you know?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: To make sure that I'm being productive in every area and mm-hmm. still having an impact. And it's, yeah. it, it's a daily... It's a daily struggle, you know. you just got to prioritise daily, okay, what's important for me to do today? I've got to yeah. study. I've got a, you know, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And it all just comes in time management, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm not a master of, but... <laughs> We're it, all learning. Yeah, it's a process.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, like everything you've said has been like really, really inspiring. And I think it's been really great to hear like more about the sort of ins and outs of your journey to becoming Miss Uganda UK.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And all of it is just really inspiring because even myself, like, I feel like my own prejudices towards beauty pageants and people that enter, like, has definitely been changed and challenged a lot like in this conversation. (laughs) 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 Definitely, because... Before, obviously, because I know you, so like, um, like I, I know what you're about, but I think if someone was to just say a beauty pageant, I'll just get one image in my head. But mm, I think the fact that, one. like, mm. yeah, 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 I think <laughs> the fact that, um, like even your reason for going into it wasn't because, oh, I want to look pretty, but mm. rather, like, I actually want to use this platform to
1: make an to, impact,
0: yeah, yeah, no, so I think, I think that's amazing. your parents must when when did your parents realize that um like it was something that was actually quite good
1: (laughs) um to be honest they did start to be quite supportive when they saw how serious i was taking it okay
0: yeah
1: yeah i do think a lot of a lot of my confidence came from their support as well eventually Mm -hmm. um and yeah from from about a couple of months before the pageant they were like, okay, if this is something you want to do, then we're going to support you. Like, wh- mm-hmm. what can we do to help you? What can we do to support you? Mm-hmm. And they would help, like, with my campaigns, like, push it all around on WhatsApp, get people to vote for me. I was literally about
0: to say that, the WhatsApp. Say, the, my like, mum my okay. definitely got that WhatsApp message. It's, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see we
1: love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> to see yeah. it. Shout out, Mama Tender. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, shout out my parents as well, because um, without them, uh, I think I I wouldn't have been as confident as I was. So, yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's really great. That is all lovely. So I guess my final question is, what is next for Miss Jan Muchibi? Uh,
1: what is next? You know, that is something I pray about daily asking god what is next (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. for now short term i can say it's med school i've still got two more years to do so Mm -hmm. i will be Mm -hmm. studying if anyone's looking for me could probably find me in the library Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um aside from that more youtube videos because I'm a YouTube, video, um, a YouTube video... Oh, I, I, a I forgot to put that.
0: You weren't you were trying to put the YouTube in the LinkedIn, no. Uh,
1: you know, there's only so much you can put. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Only so much you can put. But, yeah, I really do enjoy vlogging. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can find me on my YouTube. You can find me on Instagram, which is a platform that I've also tried to use as well to... You know, inspire and make an impact on people. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what's next for me. That's a good question. I've to to be honest, I'm also working on a charity. um Oh. Yes.
0: Oh, am I the first person to get that drop? Like, am I the first? Is this is this an announcement or like what are we
1: <laughs> breaking these <news>, guys? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's really really cool
1: yeah so it's something i have not really spoken about much yet um mm. but yeah it's in the pipeline we're just trying to get it registered here in the uk still um and it's okay. gonna be supporting children more so orphans in uganda who don't have uh you know like a hope and a future for themselves because um because of yeah just their life circumstance so like just helping them to first of all get an education to have shelter to have that and to empower them as well in a more of like a holistic sense to realize that actually their future is what they decided to be like it's the power is in their hands if they work hard Mm. they can be so Mm. much more than they can ever imagine so yeah that that's the main aim of the charity to reach out to orphans and you know provide them with empowerment and as well as that, mat, is, that mat is, mat is amazing yeah
0: <laughs> that's really really inspiring actually like when you were 17 or 18 or whatever it was when you first went to watch your first pageant mm. do you do you think that however like four or five years later like you'd see yourself having your own charity
1: no you know yeah i actually didn't but you know here mm. we are here we are yeah <laughs> god works in and no, that's amazing ways.
0: no for real and mm. i think what's inspiring about your story in particular from everything you've shared it's almost like you've taken each milestone like as it's come and mm. kind of progressed on to the next thing and i think for anyone that's listening um yeah like be encouraged like if there's something that you're trying to do um, just take the first step and just keep building from there, and you'll be surprised where you see yourself in the next four or five years time.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah. 100%. You know what? Yeah, there, there was a question I was actually I wanted to ask at the start. Um, obviously, your last name is Machibi, um, but it's spelled M U K I I B I. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine <laughs> throughout the years, there's been many people that have butchered the pronunciation.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I think we've all had experiences <laughs> it with it. You know, having an African yeah. name is not the easiest yeah. for people to pronounce. um But to be what, honest, what are
0: the ways that people have pronounced it?
1: Uh, so Mukibi is how it looks in English, right? Mm-hmm. But the Luganda proper way of saying it is Mukibi. Sometimes I do say Mukibi if I'm just, you know, talking to people who don't speak Luganda but um they i've had mukubi mukibi <laughs> mukebe everything <laughs> just just everything mukabi yeah uh, <laughs>
0: yeah that's not the one still yeah uh but good. no that that's that's all good i think we're done now are we thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for coming on
1: no i am honored to be here.